Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to the Northern Zone. And today, uh, before that, uh, I haven't been uploading for the last few days because um, you know I usually do my editing and all the the reading of the articles and doing all those stuff in even uploading on Anchor. I do it on uh, my tablet, and uh, the tablet is dead. Uh, I mean, the display went off, but it'll be fine after a few days. Uh, even the mic quality is a bit harsh this time. It's not that good. Uh, in a few days, the next podcast, and I assure you that uh, it'll be in a better quality. Now, I haven't thought about the topic that I want to. I mean, the title of this episode, but I'm going to talk about mass extinction. Uh, not that dinosaur one. Talking about the mass mortality events. Now, this is not completely extinction because you know some of uh, the members of the family of, this, uh, of like the species do survive this event, but a lot of them die off. I mean, a huge uh, percentage of it. Now, I was just scrolling around the internet and I found about antelopes dying in Kazakhstan, and a lot of them died. Antelopes died. About two hundred thousand died in just four days. which was like insane and i went into it and i saw that this wasn't actually even that usually happens a lot and uh it's not that uh you know kind of not that famous i would say and not not a lot of people know about it and even if people know about it they don't know everything about it even i had no idea what this thing is so i went on the net and just started scrolling down and found out a few things about it now the mass mortality events is an incident that kills a vast number of individuals of a single species in a short period of time so this actually puts the whole species into a brink of extinction pushes it and actually upsets the ecosystem too it messes up the ecosystem and uh, you know it's not a kind of uh, an event where uh, there is a natural disaster it's not asteroids it's not uh, an earthquake or anything but it's like really weird uh, activities like pollution maybe or climatic changes or a bit of aquatic uh, you know the oxygen stress in water the changes in the pressure maybe so and it usually happens a lot of time and since 1940 to 2012 we have seen that this uh, is isn't actually like increasing the number of events that are actually happening are actually increasing so we can say that actually global warming and climate change is actually pushing a lot of species to extinction uh, not the way that we think that they don't get food and all but uh, like a huge chunk of them just die off in like a few days now we know that uh, climate change actually changes the pressure the climate and humidity at certain places which actually causes uh, a domino effect and kills off the animals and the species so here i come up with a few example uh, which actually explains you what actually happens so the first case i mean the recorded case actually takes place in new zealand and it is about uh, the seals the harbor seals so back in 1988 so in new zealand in 1988 what happened was that about 20000 of these harbor seals actually died in the north sea and uh, the reason was a virus it it was a virus and actually 10 years later from it in 
again this happened but it caused death of about of about 1600 of these uh, and now this was about some bacterias last time it was virus it was this time it was some bacterias and again uh, in Marin Islands in 2007 about 250 to 300 adult male fur sea lions were found dead now these was only males they weren't females but we again don't know that why it is happening the reason was found that it was streptococcus kind of bacteria now these bacteria live everywhere and they are actually carried by mouse so they should infect these seals now because house mouse are now not a species that are actually present in new zealand's you know in in the environment because you know uh, because of so much of trade back in the days in 1800s actually there was a lot of voyages taking place especially in to the new zealand to and fro back and we humans actually bought a lot of mouse to some of the places that didn't had any and a lot of diseases so you know back in the days in 1800s they bought mouse and they had these streptococcus uh, bacteria and these bacteria actually infected these seals uh, which are called as sub antarctic fur seals and a lot of males died we don't know why only the males died but we know that some of them died the other example is about mule deers this actually happened in america and uh, you know a lot of these mule died actually you know these mule deers actually uh, migrate a lot and uh, because you know they live in harsh weather and they don't want to live in the harsh weather of course and that's the reason they migrate during cold to the lower latitudes you know coming near the equator not to the equator but from the arctic circle they just come south so they usually die because of cold and you know falling crevices but because of climate change and harsh weather conditions the number of mule deers actually dying are increasing in about 2003 because of harsh weather about 20000 of these uh, mule deers died in banks island in the canadian arctics now we know fishes are also a part of these uh, kind of mmes and uh, one of the famous example was uh, recorded in 2010 in the final week of december 83000 of dead and dying drumfish were actually washed up along the mile stretch of a kansas river now it usually happens in the sea because a lot of fishes which travel in schools then on schools of fishes and uh, they just wash up ashore because one they mess up with the navigation and they just wash up ashore because of the currents and sometimes when they are trying to avoid a predator they just run run or swim frantically away from them so they end up in the shore so if it happens in the sea it's usually not a big thing and a lot of a lot of places are uh, actually prone to this happening again and again with with you know small fishes like sardine and some but in the case of rivers it's not expected because we don't know what happens in the rivers because you know river has a single flow and uh, it's it's not always that the rivers would cause any problem and in this case we don't know what actually happened is that because of the rise in the temperature of the water or was there any chemical introduced into this water you know a lot of factories dump a lot of waste into this waters so that may be the cause of 83000 of these 
small little fishes dying along the shore. So yeah, this is one of the examples. The next example is of such an MME that actually humans were like directly blamed. Uh, it, it was not a, a domino effect or something, but this was like direct murder kind of situation. Uh, it was done unknowingly, but of course, it caused a lot of damage. It was back in 2010, just before the midnight of New Year's Eve in US, in Kansas. What happened was about 3,000 to 5,000 of these blackbirds fell from the sky in Beeb. And most of them were dead because, you know, they just fell from a high level and they just fell on the ground you know they weren't even moving they were just all dead and there was a lot of research and laboratory tests done because of it especially in their kansas uh, livestock and poultry commission the national wildlife health center in madison wisconsin and even in the university of georgia so they did a lot of studies and they even found that a lot of starlings and grackles also died if you have seen starlings they look amazing they like have a belly of uh, like orangish uh, hue and uh, you know their feathers are like purple to green and they just look really beautiful if you have seen they're, these are small birds they are not big and these just fell off from the sky you don't know what happened but once the research was done they told that this was because of a trauma it was because of a blunt trauma and the roots uh, of this trauma was firecrackers so you know that you know Everywhere in the world, they burst firecrackers and because of it, a lot of birds. Now, birds actually sleep after the sun sets. So, in midnight, if you hear a lot of noise, you, of course, get scared. And these birds actually saw this, maybe for the first time, they they were young pretty much. And uh, because of it, about three to 5,000 uh, birds just fell from the sky and all died. The same incident actually happened in 2011 again. Now... We never learn from our mistake, which is like a really bad thing. This happened in the same place and uh, about 5,000 birds again died. Uh, there were a lot stricter rules this time, but again, a lot of uh, fireworks were unlicensed this time. And uh, maybe a lot of chemicals were also uh, in the sky. It happened a few days after the New Year's Eve. A lot of uh, birds actually died around 2nd and 3rd of January in 2011 and more than 500 starlings, red-winged blackbirds, sparrow actually fell in Louisiana. They were like all dead. And on January 5, hundreds of uh, turtle doves were found dead in Italy too. So again, this was caused... Uh, now the Italy case, we don't know what happened there. And maybe uh, the, the, the beaks of these birds were actually blue. And people said that it may be stain or maybe hypoxia. And hypoxia is a situation where they don't get enough oxygen, maybe because of smoke. Now, we can say that around this period, during after the New Year to, to around 5th of January, we see that a lot of firecrackers being burst. And this is the cause of nearly five to 10,000 of birds just dying off. And over the weekend, uh, during January 8th to 9th, over hundreds of dead birds were found clustered together on the California highway. There were just little around thousands of dead gray shads, fishes of fish turned up in the harbor in Chicago. So this was again bad 
The next case is also of a fish. As I said that it's usually that humans cause a lot of problem. In this case, it wasn't humans. It they were themselves. I mean, we can say somehow humans were the main reason, but uh, there is no specific evidence that we can just pinpoint on humans. So this actually happened in Maryland, USA, and about estimated two million dead fishes were found floating, and. Uh, about on March, about 7 million of these small fishes like, as I said, anchovies, sardine and mackerels were found dead on the beach of King Harbor at uh, California, USA. Now, people did a lot of research on it again and found out that they actually clustered near the harbor where oxygen is al already low because of a lot of human activities that actually takes place in this area. And again, so many of fishes just clustering in near harbor areas is not a good thing because the oxygen level just goes down and uh, they don't breathe and they just die off because of not getting enough oxygen so that's like a really bad thing and again we're going to talk about cows this time it's uh 2011 14 january and approximately 200 of cows were found dead in wisconsin now the owner of the cattle has told deputies that he suspected the animals died of an infection which was you know uh, rhinotracheitis which happens in uh, the nose and kind of stuff or another disease which causes diarrhea so the authorities said that like we don't know like the authorities had no idea why they died because 200 of them dying within like in a span of two to three days is just impossible because you know even if a bacteria goes from one living organism to the other it goes in it then multiplies and then it sh starts showing effect and then it kills it like even if you get a really deadly disease it estimately takes around three to four days even during the black plague times we know that it, it took around less than a week but approximately three days to actually kill a human and now cows are pretty big animals and we know that they are immune to a lot of uh, diseases and they don't die off quickly and in this case that they died quickly was still a mystery we don't know so the next is uh, what actually brought attention to this topic actually this was the example that actually caused me to make this episode without a proper mic uh, yeah, during this time but yeah as i told you we will have a better episode surely surely next time but yeah for this time it was saiga antelopes uh, this actually happened recently in 2015 and about 200,000 of these antelopes actually died within an area of 20 square kilometers this happened in kazakhstan in the desert region actually and uh, the people uh, who actually did the research actually said that it was caused by a bacteria called pasturella and uh, this was th these normally uh, live in their tonsils and do not cause any problem but during that particular day and or like a few days the temperature was warm and the humidity was like 80 percent which is like really high for a country like kazakhstan which is which is like far off from the sea now in the coastal areas we see that you know the humidity is always around 70 80 sometimes but for kazakhstan for Kazakhstan, it was like really high during that time. Now, what this bacteria that normally lives harmlessly in that tonsil 
uh, went into their bloodstream and caused hemorrhage. This event actually wiped out 60% of the population of these already endangered species. Now, mass mortality events are not uncommon for saiga antelopes. It happens all the time. In 1981, we have recorded about 70,000 died. In 1988, about 200,000 died. And again, in 2010, 12,000 died. And again, in 2015, 200,000 of these animals died. Of course, this time it was not humans. I'll just give it that, that it was the bacteria. Now, looking about this, it really scares me that a huge chunk of this population just went off, just died within two to three days. And being alive is such a huge accomplishment, I would say. It's, it's a big thing because, you know, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, a lot of people have said that COVID-19 causes, you know, so, so a lot of problems. But I would say this is like a small problem. This virus doesn't kill a lot of people. It's about 1-2% to of mortality rate and... You know, it's good that not a lot of people are dying. Now, people are dying because of it and it's like a transmission disease. But if we're going to talk about Black Plague when like 50% of the population in Spain just died off and 60% of the population in Italy just died off, we are in a better position and actually the kind of resources that we have, especially, you know, a lot of medical equipments and a lot of knowledge about uh, chemistry in our body. So, yeah, we are doing pretty well. Uh, till this point but we don't know if anything happens like this like within a few days 60% of population is just gone I mean we can't say about anything so let's hop into the next case now the next case actually happened in the land down under here in Australia and what happened in Australia was uh, the temperature soared above 42 degrees in a degrees did I say degrees oh my goodness degrees and the temperature actually exceeded about 42 degrees Celsius, which caused death of so many bats that the number is not even clear. Some say it's around 80,000 to 40,000. A lot of these bats actually died. And what the worst thing about these uh, creatures dying is, uh, especially bats, that they are really good pollinators. Like They are like bats. Uh, usually they eat uh, these fruits and all, and once they consume it, they poop out the seed at a different location and then at that point, another tree grows. So they are like really important for our ecosystem as uh, the bees and all. So, you know, of course, uh, we can also talk about the other uh, extinction, not extinction, like major die-offs when we talk about uh, the wildfires and what happened back in Australia. A lot of koalas died and a lot of kangaroos died. A lot of other insects and snakes and reptiles actually died. So, again, we don't know what triggered that incident. Uh, of course, it was climate change that uh, the temperature is soaring. And when this kind of temperature actually happens, a lot of species couldn't take it. I mean, humans can't take it, of course. But humans are mentally stronger than these. And... Uh, we have like homes and air conditioning and clothes to wear so we can tolerate a lot of shift in temperature especially if it like if we travel from supposing south of india or from the caribbeans for example to uh scotland uh the temperature change is huge but we still survive it's not because we have amazing biology but 
because we have enough infrastructure to actually protect us from uh, we can just go to the caribbean if you live in england maybe or if you live in northern parts of us if you live in canada you are accustomed to live in temperatures near zero but again you when you go to the caribbean so you just take off your clothes you switch on the air conditioning and you survive there but in the case of uh, animals they don't have much they just rely on their body especially koalas they have like really thick fur if you just increase the temperature now they have thick furs because uh, during it when it rains it rains heavily in uh, australia and in some of the regions and uh, when it rains uh, it wets them off and they can't usually handle a lot of dip in temperature because they live in like a bit of warmer temperature but again the same fur actually causes problem when the temperature rises above 45 degrees celsius and they just die off even the bats as i said when bats die they are just stuck on the branch that they were hanging on and we don't know if they're dead or not they're just hanging there and they just fall off after the body is decomposed so it's like really bad to see if you have seen a dead bat on a tree it looks like really weird uh, and again a fun fact that happened like recently it, a lot of people thought it was an MME it was like a major die-off of iguanas it happened in Florida well well it happens like a really weird thing happens in Florida but this was like really weird and a lot of iguanas actually died off. Now, I just went on to the Twitter of NHS uh, of uh, Florida. It was amazing. And uh, just a few days before, now, uh, during uh, a day before that, it was predicted that the temperature will dip below 40 Fahrenheit. And what happens during this time, if you know that, you know, iguanas are, are cold-blooded animals and they cannot regulate their body temperature now what happens is the body temperature goes down and they just you know they kind of fall off uh, they can't do particular things and the metabolism actually slows and they don't die everything slows down they kind of go into deep sleep and they just fall on the ground and if you look at that iguana it feels like it, they are dead and believe me in florida they were like everywhere if you have seen the pictures that iguanas everywhere and just died off if you woke up in the morning like around six you see thousands maybe hundreds of iguanas everywhere and uh, they were just on their back so a lot of people thought they were dead but actually NHS actually tweeted that they are not dead predictions of falling iguanas was the forecast for that day which is like insane what happens in florida stays in florida just stay in Florida to happen anywhere else because again uh, iguanas are actually uh, an invasive species they came from somewhere else uh, especially I guess from the southern parts of you know Amazon northern parts of Amazon and southern parts of uh, Latin America so yeah that's it for all this was like a really amazing thing for me to learn about and let that information get to you guys yeah, uh, it was a kind of fun article that I read and it led me to making a podcast without proper mic, without proper equipments. But again, next episode would be fire. Believe me, believe me, oh Lord. Now, that's it for all. Sorry for boring you off with this terrible uh, accent, but yeah.
let's go let's keep exploring and keep learning peace